0: We need to take a selfie of this later.
1: Yeah, we should. From here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even just like for you know, the Instagram and stuff. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, good. it's a historical picture. It's the beginning of your yeah. podcast.
1: Remember in 10 years when mm-hmm. I'm
0: when a millionaire okay. from my podcast. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to look, look
1: back and be like...
0: <laughs> my first guest.
1: <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, welcome to the first episode of my podcast, Vero. It's uh, like super honored to have you on the first episode. You Thank know? you so
0: much for <laughs> inviting me.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. So um, this whole podcast um, should be about cool stuff and like good people with good stories, interesting topics, whatever that might be. Could be a cool life story, a cool job you have, a cool product you launch or your business, whatever. It just has to be, you know, interesting and inspiring maybe even. So our first topic that we're going to talk about today is going to be uh, dealing with injuries in life and fitness. That's kind of the topic of the broad topic we have. And um, we're just going to dive into conversation with Vero. And um, Vero, why don't you just introduce yourself very briefly and say who you are.
0: Right. Uh, So my name is Veronica Luna. Um, I am from Hawaii. I have French. Um, and I grew up on the island of Kauai. And uh, yeah, I've been living in Berlin for the last seven years. And I am a sustainable business developer. I work for a consultancy agency. And I am also a psychotherapist and body therapist, specializing in trauma and bodily trauma. Yeah.
1: Good. That's. I guess that's gonna help in today's conversation, right? Mm. Nice. Um, okay. So, why did we? Or why did I invite you to talk about dealing with injuries or overcoming injuries? Uh, what did What did I invite you? What's your history with that?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, as you know, um, I had th- three years ago. I was in a plane crash an accident where I almost lost my life um, in a small plane uh, that crashed in the desert in California. Um, and actually, the pilot, it was a two-person plane, a very small craft, and the pilot, who was one of my brothers, lost his life in the accident. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I lost both of my knees and burned uh, my whole arm It was a third-degree burn. Um, Yeah, and yeah, after that, it wasn't very... It wasn't sure if I was going to be able to walk normally again or if I was going to be able to to grab... to use my right arm in any way or carry any types of load. Um, Yeah.
1: Okay, so you have that big event Mm -hmm. you know that that happened Mm -hmm. and so in your case the injury is kind of of more dramatic you know um Mm. so uh what did what was the point after that happened um what was your first like um expectation of healing or Mm. uh, what's what's the way you went
0: Mm. well The main thing, um, I think the first thing that happened after the accident was me realizing that I, that, I mean, the first thing that I asked, where's my brother? Um, and right after, people didn't want to really tell me, um, and I was also in shock and I went, um. I, I would go to sleep and wake up wake back up in, in a panic and um, just wanting to know what happened to my brother after finding out that he that he had died in the crash um, I didn't really want to live anymore it was it was a situation where um, I was obviously also asking myself like why him <clears throat> why not me. Um, and and there was a part there of, of of hating myself for it, even though it was a complete mechanical failure. It had nothing to do with us. Um, and overcoming that was the first step. Just overcoming, overcoming that the shock and uh, the depression, the, the anger. Go, going through all those stages of of anger, of d- denial and um, uh, fear. And anger and depression, um, th- those those cycles that happen over and over again. I would wake up one day and think I don't want to live anymore, and I'll go to sleep uh, thinking, "Yeah, life matters." And then I'll wake up the next day, completely angry at the world. And those cycles. It took about maybe six weeks mm-hmm. to to get over that uh, emotional roller coaster and in between that i wasn't able to walk i was suddenly i mean I've, I've always been a a very active person um i always played in some type of team either lacrosse or soccer in fact that's how i paid for my for my studies okay. I, I played soccer for boston university
1: how old were you at the time
0: when this uh, when this accident mm-hmm. happened i was 30 it okay. was 3 years ago I'm um, yeah. And, um, basically after, after I kind of got my emotions um, a bit a bit more sorted, I was just faced with this enormous task of suddenly learning to walk again and not being sure if it was going to work out right. or not and it had to operate in many different ways, um, at the same time I couldn't l I could I had no feeling or or I could not use my my right arm at all. And it, it felt like like the whole side of my upper body was asleep. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. That, that's uh, yeah that's why it, it, <laughs> that was then the, the big ta- the bigger task, the longer task on how to, how to f- face this, this very long recovery and um, all kinds of people telling me all kinds of things. You know, People, obviously, they have really no idea how to stick with you through that time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just really not prepared for this type of thing. Um, most people, uh, which was, it, it is very difficult because it, you're stuck in a situation in which you really hate life at some point. Um, and people are not making it any better by telling you, yeah, you're going to get through this kind of, kind of in a breezy, cheerful way, but it doesn't really have a depth of acknowledging what actually really happened. And then there are the people who really take it seriously, who are maybe perhaps a bit more pessimistic and, and, um, um, maybe they, they would say something like, um, yeah don't worry. You will be able to walk again, like you know maybe maybe you'll need a cane, maybe you'll need some crutches, but you know, like yeah you, you you're gonna patch yourself back together,
1: and were those people doctors or just friends or friends, a- family? Okay.
0: Yeah, and the doctors they they talk to you in the doctor gibberish where mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah.
1: you don't, don't you know
0: half of it half of it you wrote, you have no idea what they're talking about the other half is extremely condescending because they're talking to a layman so mm-hmm. um, they try to make it as simple as possible but it's not very encouraging at all and I mean it's it, they are in a very tough situation because they can't tell you to believe um, they have to tell you the facts right. And the truth is that a medical doctor that is specialized in this type of, uh, let's say, reconstruction um, and injuries, they don't really see people afterwards. Mm-hmm. They don't really know, unless unless they've had friends or family um, in the last probably 10 years of their, of their work. They kind of know what type of rehab is in front of you, but they don't really see you afterwards. Right. They, they, they don't keep in touch. So... <laughs> So, um, it's, it it, like, yeah, it's, it's very, it's like little drops of information Mm -hmm. that you get from each nurse that kind of comes in or each doctor that comes in. Um, yeah, it can be really confusing. I was, I was terrified. I was terrified. Um, and, um. Still in a panic, there were, I, 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 had, I had really moments where I wasn't even able to think straight, like, oh, my God, what, what am I going to do now?
1: Yeah, so the, the big uh, issue there, of the big trouble was really um, in your head more than it was like medically, right? I mean, o- o- obviously there were big injuries, but uh, your thought process was much more the emotions and uh, the fear and the anger maybe um, that had to be processed before there was any like physical Work done, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, the strength that I, the strength that I had to draw, um, to do all the physical work that was ahead of me, all of it, even mm-hmm. just the times where it was a big task to go to the bathroom, just just getting up from bed and yeah. and kind of moving to the bathroom, um, all of that was in my head. That, that, that was, it was sometimes, it's, it's a real, it's a real kind of, I I would say, psychological and spiritual work that is what, what sustains you, I would say, at least for me, you know, I can only talk about myself, but, um. Yeah, medically, the path is laid out. You spend that amount of weeks in the hospital, they do as much as they can, they intervene, they, they exchange parts, they yeah. <laughs> pull you back, get right. back together.
1: Who doesn't know Vero Vero is basically uh, a robot? <laughs> so, uh, it's um, just a terminator.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I have uh, exactly. So I have a complete new knee on one side, and I have a knee replacement had knee replacement surgery a couple times on the other side Um, and um, yeah Uh.
1: yeah okay Um, and so when the the medical part or the physical part Mm how did that road of recovery look like or what were were the steps of you know therapy or fixing Mm -hmm. stuff you know what how did that, um, that process look like?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. In um, your
1: case, I mean, it's very obviously it's super it, different for everybody, but it um, is. just in your situation.
0: Yeah. Well, um, you, you need to learn to know, you, you need to learn how to walk again, basically. So you have a bit of a, you know, you, you um, kind of push stroller, like you would say, maybe old people in mm-hmm. Germany. That's what you get. Only in Germany. <laughs> well, I don't know, all over the place actually. But I'm just, uh, I'm just using that as a as a yeah example, um, and that's that's more or less what you get. Um, and and you slowly you you learn all of those all of those. Um, parts of your body need to, to learn to feel themselves again. So there's a lot of massage involved. There's a lot of physical therapy. First of all, you're laying all the time and then you start getting into the more active type of physical therapy where you start, you know, moving around again. And there's a lot of different types of devices, um, where they hold you, Basically, I mean, it's really like a. many times you feel like a baby and you sometimes, I mean, it it helped me a lot to have a very big sense of humor. Like, okay, here I'm coming into my diapers again and I'm going to be held.
1: And Viro has a very good (laughs) sense of humor. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Even though this is sometimes a serious topic right now, Viro is uh, somebody you couldn't really do jokes with.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, there has to be a way of dealing with it and not becoming cynical, I think helps a lot, you know, it's, it's a very humbling process, um, in which you're completely dependent on a lot of people, um, for very, very simple things. Um, you need to be driven everywhere. Um, and maybe really like a really good meal a day, like fresh quality, good meal, a good smoothie, a good coffee in Mm -hmm. the morning. These things sustain you. Like your attention, your attention is uh, zeroed into this, the very simple things of life that you can look out the window and see how the shades, how the shade on on the sidewalk changes throughout the day because you're not really able to move. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, um, maybe it really... A very sincere smile from a person that, you know, you may be walking. Yeah, like the first times I started walking and I was walking with the stroller or I was walking with a cane. Um, And people would be sincere on the street and say hello in a very straight human way. Like not feeling pity for me, not feeling, oh, gosh, like um, I'm really glad I'm not her. But just hello, like in a very nonchalant type of way. Um, yeah, that helps a lot. It's incredible. You, you, and when, when your life is that small, a very small gesture means the world to you um so yeah anyway learning back learning to walk again and the same at the same time I had the thing with my arm that was completely burnt and also regaining regaining um strength in it regaining some muscle in it um it starts very minimal um it, it starts really with being able to hold a teddy bear Right. it's being able to feel with the tips of my fingers, feeling things. I yeah. at the beginning, I couldn't feel even if 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 something was too warm or too too cold to be held, or um, very soft things were not very palpable to me.
1: Mm-hmm. And did that feeling come just over time, or did you actually have to like do work and practice that? Uh, that sensory... It's both. Both. It's
0: both. I mean, you, I, I really do believe you, it's um, work every day. It's routine work. It can be also very tedious um, where you, you, you're just, you know, it, it has, and it still in fact happens sometimes that I grab a glass of water once a week, maybe, and I let it drop with it by mm. accident. Okay. The, the, the hand just maybe has a small spasm and it just lets it drop. But the majority of it, I mean, of course, with walking is a lot, it's is very different because it's such a kind of, uh, you're either, it, it's very obvious you're either walking or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, you either right. need a cane or you don't. Yeah. Um, and then it started with the posture, after I was able to walk, it mm-hmm. was like really—you—you you, you can imagine like going from a kind of ape <laughs> kind <laughs> of stance to an upright stand, um, and um, that also was a lot of work into the deep tissue and expanding my rib cage once again and putting my 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 all of my um, uh, my shoulders to the to the back and out again. Um, and slowly realizing that I, that through stretching my body, for example, with a lot of Pilates exercises, excuse me, um, I could, I suddenly started regaining more energy and a lot more confidence. Mm -hmm. So what I did during those times when it was very uncomfortable and, um, very slow, was focusing on the things that were working. Um, so, um, and, and, and it was also about feeling, feeling the body regaining, mm-hmm. regaining a lot of, a lot of, um, how would you say consciousness of the mobility, even of your inner organs. Yeah. Um, so that was that was also fascinating. It was a fascinating new world for me. Like, oh my god, I can feel my stomach. Oh my god, I can feel like, wow, like my kidneys. Yeah. Um. I didn't know I could feel that before, right? Because before <laughs> it was more kidneys. like, yeah, <laughs> they work for me. They were there all the time. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's really a very, very. It's, sometimes it can't go fast enough. And then some days I would just sit there. I would just sit there after walking for maybe two or three hours, completely exhausted, but so grateful mm-hmm. to be able to take a walk.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a big step, I guess, right? To just um, go from not work, uh, walking or maybe walking with a stick or something to then freely be able to walk. Mm-hmm. I guess that's that was a big yeah. achievement, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, and I mean, there are you know, when you, when you go to physical therapy and when you've had an accident and suddenly you also realize that there's a lot of people that are in way worse situations that perhaps have lost a complete limb. Mm -hmm. Like they lost their whole leg, right? They were able to salvage, you know, part of my leg by reconstructing my knee. And, um, and that's very humbling. And that also pushes me forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, um, reading or finding out or researching about all these incredible people that still do the things that they love to do, even though they, you know, they lost limbs maybe in war or because of some, you know, a terrible accident or shark shark attack or Mm -hmm. any, anything like that. Um, It's incredibly motivating. Like, Hey, if they can do it, I I also can.
1: Right. So yeah. um, What were your expectations? Like when you, when doctors told you how things are going to, um workout maybe uh, mm-hmm. what's what's going to be the the situation you you'll be in for maybe the rest of your the, life yeah. you know what did people tell you and what did you believe and what were you hoping to
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, be able to do again
0: yeah so basically i was told that i was never going to be able to carry loads again so that i shouldn't put any weight on my knees so forget about backpacking forget about going maybe to to uh, m- m- hiking in the mountains, <clears throat> um, and forget about doing, you know, playing soccer again, you know, forget about maybe surfing small waves or, or like heavy waves again, any kind of barrel, forget about <laughs> it. Like you couldn't, like, you're basically not going to be able to, to really, um, bend or, or squat again. Okay. Um, yeah, that was, a you know, the best, the best thing that was told to me. Um, and so
1: that's not true. We know
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. And you know, sort of by accident, or, or uh, I, I started kind of discovering by not by accident, also curiosity. I started discovering that I could do these things, mm-hmm. but I kept it really secret to myself for yeah. a long time because I was like, I, I don't want anybody to think I'm crazy, and I don't want also to maybe get my hopes up and maybe not, you know, not be able to do it. Um, so I kind of, I started doing yoga again, which was a big thing for me. I'm a yoga teacher, so mm-hmm. a yoga teacher that can't do yoga. Um, it's a very sad yoga teacher. <laughs> um, yeah, and I realized, like, wow, because of all the physical therapy and the mobility exercises um, and all of the, also body um Let's say trauma and body psychotherapy that I did, mm-hmm. um, I was able to to even do things in yoga that I wasn't able to do before, um, and somehow it started all on the yoga mat because that's where I felt safe. Yeah, um, I I knew before I could do this, so let me just try it again. Um, and yeah, uh, that you know that gave me a lot of a lot of hope, and then uh, I slowly realized, hey, now, I mean, I can carry a backpack. That's not a problem. And then I just put a little bit more weight on it to see what would happen, or, you know, maybe back here, back, back in Germany, of course, I mean, you carry your groceries, right? right. You, there's no other way. You have to carry that thing. So, you, you know, you're, you're taking, I don't know, liters and kilos of things up the stairs, and mm-hmm. i like, but hold on a minute, I, I can do this. So I started. I started being a bit more confident in myself and going out to nature and hill, hill walking, for example. And then one day I realized, hey, I really want to go walk the the Camino de Santiago,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right, which is uh, six hundred kilometers oh, uh, wow. up and down hill the hillside and in the plains in Spain,
1: mm-hmm.
0: starting in the in the yeah the French, let's say, yeah, you start on the French side, you go over the Alps in the Basque country, and then you literally walk to the other side, almost Portugal. Wow. Um, and I was, I had, I had a lot of knee, well, knee pain. I had a lot of pain in my knees a couple of weeks before. Um, and I bought myself two canes. And I thought to myself, if I can't walk, at least I'll somehow do something Mm -hmm. with these two canes, right? Like these walk, you know, you could call it like walking walking thingies. Exactly. Um, And, and it was again, a situation where I was like, oh no, now I have something that I really want to do and I can't do it again. Mm -hmm. And I just sat with it. I sat with it. Um. I completely let go of, of, of any idea of, of, of finishing. And I just told myself, I'm going to take it day by day, hour per hour. Um, I'm just going to try it. And the first day came around, and I didn't have any pain anymore. And I walked straight every day, 30 kilometers for six weeks that's awesome straight um and after that i was like fuck everything i can do this i did this I couldn't excuse me <laughs> yeah that's fine <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i can do this
1: that's uh, badass by the way
0: <laughs> so so yeah it was it was beautiful and i tell you the whole world comes to a new light mm-hmm. once you're able to do the unimaginable, which sometimes is as simple as taking a stroll around the local park, um, you suddenly you, you're grateful for everything. You're grateful for the for the sky, for the moon, for the for the clouds, for for the bees, for the green. Uh, everything It's a complete miracle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Awesome! Isn't that crazy how you through that kind of experience really. Learn how to appreciate stuff again. Mm. Um,
0: yeah, well, it's interesting, you know, because before, you know, I always, I always think, like, gosh, I really hope that we human beings are not that stupid, <laughs> that we don't have to go through this terrible shit, so that we appreciate our life and can count our blessings. Um, and I do have to say, I'm a. I think you know, before the accident, I did, you know, I did. Um, I was very conscious of, of, of death, for example. Yeah. And and of injury. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, it wasn't like, like I, I, you know, I grew up on a, on a, you know, on a, I don't know, on a cloud somewhere. No, like there were people around me dying. There was one of my best friends died when I was very young. Um, you know. There were sick people around me. My grandparents passed away from difficult illnesses when I was a child. So it wasn't like, um, I wasn't grateful. I was very grateful and I've always been a very, I think, a very passionate person about life. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, But this feeling to me that it is a privilege, to that walking is not for everyone. That there is a h- big part of the population that can't even enjoy fresh air yeah. of the population yeah. of the world um, or clean water. Um, yeah. So I can't. It's an it's an it's an interesting thing. It, I think if if I could just. Dis- maybe distill it down to what I learned maybe or what, what was given to me because it's a gift. Mm-hmm. It, it is a gift going through such an extreme experience. Um, it's a gift and what it brings is consciousness yeah. in, a, in a deeper, even deeper way. It's, um, it's this big sense of gratefulness and, and also humility. I, I have, I have, I feel daily a big sense of humility, mm-hmm. um, and I have an even maybe bigger, b- bigger radar for bullshit. Like, yeah. You know, like <clears throat> I don't know. Some, you know, sometimes I see some of my maybe female friends getting worried because they have, you know, a zit on their face, or you know, they didn't get the dress they wanted, or.
1: Don't play this down, That's not very, very dramatically. <clears and throat> okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what I mean, though. No. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, like yeah. It just, um, yeah, it, 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 the, the good things of life are highlighted, and the okay. things that don't really matter are, you know, just kind of fade away. Mm-hmm. Like, hold on a second, this doesn't matter,
1: right? Yeah, you just get more aware of what's actually actually important, right? Yeah, and uh, what's just like on the on the surface.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and if anything, you can connect more to, to what is really human, right? And and I think all of those emotions that that we maybe are, are not courageous enough to feel mm-hmm. every day um, or that depth that you can connect to people with um, in which you're actually really honest with each other, like really what I mean to be really human, like a hu- humane human being, Um all of that is is highlighted when you go through these hard times, right? Um, and you know, it's it's like just the other side of the coin. It's that it's that richness that is given to you.
1: And what do you think, like when you look back and where you were and where you are now? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it's obviously a, a drastic journey, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and I mean, we know each other from from the gym, from the CrossFit mm-hmm. gym, so we mm-hmm. have trained that. Um, at Black Sheep or the CrossFit gym I'm, I'm coaching CrossFit at uh, and so I met Vero on, <laughs> in the beginners class and she was the only one attending that day <laughs> so it was like this okay now we're just uh, me and you and so let's do this very personal and. Uh,
0: yeah I got a personal training out of Vero yeah. on my first <laughs> on visit to a CrossFit gym incredible isn't that great lucky huh? me yeah lucky you <laughs>
1: And so we had that session and we talked about, obviously, um, your, um, you know, your expectations mm-hmm. or your, your um, restrictions, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm, I'm always, when I um, deal with people who have injuries or had injuries, mm-hmm. I always try to get them the mindset that it's not over, you know, mm-hmm. you can still go on with activity and you can still be active um, doesn't matter mm-hmm. if that might be not a 200 kilo back squat um, but you will be able to do something still stay fit and active and so I was actually surprised by you know hearing that I didn't have anybody who has a I've had two knees replaced before, mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to be very careful now. Yeah. Um, but I was surprised on on how you took it and how you apro- approached the workout, and you did good. I mean, you did really great. <laughs> Thank and you. And that surprised <laughs> me, and I think it surprised you as well, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, for me, um, it was a bit of an experiment um, c- because... Um, uh, I've always been a very active person, but now I was, it was the middle of the winter in Berlin, right? It was January. Beautiful. <laughs> um, it was so dark. Maybe we had like five hours of, of daylight a yeah. <laughs> day. And I thought to myself, goodness, no, but I want to start this year with something that really helps me. That, that, that you know... Um, and something new and I want to challenge myself and it's just gonna be an experiment. So I started by getting a kind of like a 10 visit card, which was, you know, it's a formula that they have there. You can go and visit, you pay, you, you, you pay a price and you can go and um, get 10 classes. Yeah. And I just thought, well, you know, even if I do six, um, I will, you know, I will, you know, walk out knowing a little bit more about myself. And at the beginning, I was very shy about telling people that I was injured because it seemed to me like I don't know what, what you know from CrossFit. It's like all these superhumans and, and incredible strong women, and I was very shy um, and also very humbled by seeing the performance of, of right the athletes uh, the athletes at Black Sheep mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> quick adjustment. Um, and I. Um, yeah, so I I took it day by day and just um, I, I guess what I enjoyed the most, especially and I mean, maybe even now it's not necessarily, I guess, uh, the, the amount of weight that I can move or pull or snatch sure. or whatever, but it's. Is the the geeky part of it. What (laughs) muscles are happening, right? Because I had to teach all of this to myself. Mm -hmm. Because uh, to a point, I didn't really trust the the doctors. Yeah. Um, And and I had to do a lot of learning and a lot of research by myself. And I had to go. I went to all kinds of like... um, physical therapists of, of all kinds really things that uh, I visited people in places that you almost can't imagine <laughs> um, just trying to get second opinions yeah. um, and seeing that may- if maybe I could um, discover an alternative therapy that wasn't necessarily physical therapy um, so so yeah I started teaching a lot of this stuff to myself and reading up about it. Even though the funny thing was like, yeah, sure, I I could I could read about the the back squat or the snatch or whatever, and I was like, yeah, this is for somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) This this is cool, but it's never gonna be for me. (laughs) Um, And yeah, just uh, I, I finished that. That card. I was very passionate about these um, this kind of beginner courses that yep. they offer yep. at Black Sheep, um, and I realized, oh, this is fun, and there's like other people, and I'm not that bad. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it still, it was it was uh, very scary every time I would go mm-hmm. to the jo- CrossFit studio. There was like a kind of like a cold sweat at the beginning. <laughs> like, oh my god, what are we gonna do today? I think I'm a little bit scared. Um, but after, after a little while, I I got my second 10 card and I might have gotten a a third one. And at some point I decided, no, man, I love this. I think Hmm. I can do this. Hmm. (laughs) So let me just join this gym and uh, see how it goes.
1: Yeah. Mm. And that worked out in a way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that worked out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah. And, and the main thing for me at the moment at least is to be extremely mindful of of my body. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is a kind of depth of, of hearing, um, that surpasses the physical plane. It's not about last time I could squat this amount and today I'm going to squat the same. Now it's, 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 um, there's so many other var- variables that, that are around my body and not only that, but also my psyche. And, and I'm talking about myself cause I can't talk about everybody, sure, but yeah. I am absolutely sure we all humans work more or less in the same way that, um, I, you know, each day is different and some days I am accelerated and I'm so grateful that I can move, I don't know that I, that I can move or, or squat or snatch more than I thought I could. Mm -hmm. Um, and other days I'm humbled again. Like "Eh, today is one of those. All right. That's okay. What is left to have fun. Exactly. That is the only thing that is going to keep me coming back.
1: Yeah. And I mean, um, I mean, you can do all the stuff, right? There's not really anything that you can't do at all, is it? I mean, as long mm. as, uh, as far as I've noticed, like of of course, like deep squats are a thing that deep might squats not are be, something uh, that
0: I can't that I can't do with yeah uh, with uh, weights.
1: Yeah, but like you can do lunges. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. can do all the jogging, and the running. Yeah, I can. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All that stuff, you know, you do. You carry stuff around. Uh, you can 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 swings. Push. yeah, and all that stuff. You can, you can do it. You are able to do it. It doesn't matter what the weight is, but. Um, you're able to do that movement. Yeah, I mean, absolutely,
0: and I have a lot of joy. Yeah, I get a lot of joy from doing it. Um, I just wish sometimes I I just wish that the cross CrossFit would go wild and we could all do all of this in the forest or something because <laughs> that's what's missing for me. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's still it's it's a big gift.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it's it's awesome to see as as a coach as you see. Um, as a coach, you see just a lot of different people with a lot of different issues mm. and um, a lot of different, different abilities to do things. So somebody can do that movement perfect from the start. and so mm-hmm. Somebody can't do it at all. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's s- such a variety in, in ability. And um, just to see someone like you um, coming from the ability to having to learn to walk again and now being able to do you know to carry heavy stuff around and and mm. to do lunges and have fun doing fitness mm. that's I think that's amazing,
0: yeah, yeah even even hanging sometimes is is difficult because mm-hmm. of of my arm right. like If I hang too long or sometimes my arm my, my my like my my right hand doesn't want to hold on to <laughs> things. <laughs> Um, yeah. And, and it is funny because there are situations there where I'm like, oh man, like I'm ai I used to be competitive. I mm-hmm. am no longer competitive. I don't know if, if, you know, some people say you will always be competitive if you were born that way. It's so a kind of, it's in your DNA.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not exactly sure. I think I became a, a, a kind of a sensitive person that puts as a priority feeling myself first.
1: Yeah. I that's um, how, how it should be, right? I
0: guess so. I don't know. I mean, God, God save all the competitive people out there. You guys are amazing. <laughs> um, and if you ever need to feel something, just let me know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Call me. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just the main thing, like uh, respecting the body. It's, it's you know, really honoring and respecting it, feeding it properly, mm. letting it rest. Yeah. Um, I can't even feel it these days if I do too much, right? If yeah. I'm, if I'm, you know, I've had these couple of weeks where where I was so excited about CrossFit and being able to do all the stuff again that I would go every day. Mm-hmm. And in the end, the body, the knees.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a classic story. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah, there is still a point. That there's still th- things to learn.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But that's important things to learn, you know, to do know how your body feels and what that means and just to get to know your body and knowing when to rest and knowing uh when your you know diet is not on point when your stress level is too high just to to have that feeling and have that um that response
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and to act on it to know yeah. you know okay i, I i'm gonna skip to tomorrow's session and you know take a day uh take mm-hmm. a long walk uh, mm-hmm. like and just have a good meal you know mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah the majority of the times it's not that simple though i have to say from what i have observed because first of all people don't know what to do th- with themselves mm-hmm. when they rest um, they they and there's always a mental psychological component to 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 performance right as we know oh, yeah. so um I think sometimes it's very difficult for people to, to realize that it is not a mental choice and to really surrender to all of their environment. So it's not like, oh, I'm just going to get a one more quick session here because I can, you know, um... Even though the body and perhaps the mind are saying, "Hey, no! Right now we need something else. Right now we need the bathtub. You know, right now we need uh, whatever. Right, a good meal and some rest, or a stupid movie." Um, and I think that we, each one of us, has a challenge. Some people. For some people, the challenge is to get out of the bathtub and go to the gym.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And for you know those those overperformers out there of all kinds, um, it's exactly the opposite.
1: Yeah, it's it's really about learning how to get to the middle ground and mm. find the find the sweet spot.
0: Yeah, and and getting that inner peace, you know, and that that respect and acceptance for mm-hmm. for what the conditions are right now. The conditions are that I have incredible amounts of work. Or that I right, that it's snowing, and I'm come. I come from a tropical country, and you know maybe my system just needs to rest, yeah, um, or whatever else it is. You know, my the children, my my children demand. You know, they need a bit more of me this week. Um, in that, <clears throat> we humans, um, especially we intelligent ones that, that are very analytical, we tend to follow the mind and what what the mind wants um and um yeah but the like you said the sweet spot is perhaps really not where it's easiest oh
1: no oh no definitely not i think it's that's the hardest part to find that and to you know have the skill to listen to you to yourself Mm -hmm. uh to your mind and body and then in the end figure out what that sweet spot for you is and that's definitely not easy yeah
0: yeah absolutely yeah
1: Cool. So, what would be uh, the mentality of just in general of dealing with an injury? It doesn't matter how big or how dramatic it is, but mm. just the mindset or the mentality, how to think about it and how what you know the mindset that you should hold on to during the whole journey. What would be would be the like the the nugget mm. that you would give somebody um, who's going through those times, maybe uh, whatever stage, but.
0: Yeah. So the main thing is, uh, I think, to do your best to not fall into a depression um, and to take your trauma seriously Mm -hmm. at the same time. To not, don't brush, don't, don't, don't uh, brush over it like, oh, everything's going to be okay. No, something extraordinary happened to you. And it, it needs to be taken seriously in order for you to be able to juice it somehow. Um, and at the same time, even the mentality of juicing it, is, it adds pressure mm-hmm. to the experience. Um, so I think for me, what kept me going was, was, the, was the thought of what else is there? What, what is the next possibility? So I'm doing physical therapy. And what else is out there? And I'm doing, you know, I'm doing some counseling for uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And but what, what else is out there, right? Um, um, wh- what other types of, of of mobility exercises? What what other people have gone through the through the same or similar experiences? Um, uh, can I, you know, maybe I won't be able to do CrossFit, but maybe I can. Maybe I can dance salsa one day. Maybe you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um just keep keep yourself open to all those possibilities of yourself that you perhaps haven't discovered. Um for example I I met this old man that uh, um fell down and broke uh, his hip, right? And mm-hmm. I met him when I was doing a uh, physical therapy and this rehab and um he told me, "You know what? Um I just realized All this time and all these women I've known throughout my life, I just, I thought, you know, for all of that, I'm I'm a really crappy lover, (laughs) right? And this is old man with, like, white hair and uh, maybe beginning of his 70s. um, And his life motto from then on was to try to become the best lover he could, (laughs) right? To learn and explore and try out... Everything he could get his hands on to become a better lover. That's cool. <laughs> and I thought that is that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. That that's it. You know, like and, and, and there is within the pain there is also a gift. There there really is, and it's a different one for each of us. Um and we will we will know, you know, you just need to take the time to listen.
1: Right awesome thank you thank you Vero. (laughs) yeah that's the first episode nice
0: yeah thank you for being here you're very welcome and maybe
1: to another episode one day yeah absolutely all right
0: thank you